This week's guest is a superwoman I have been lucky enough to know for over seven years now. She is one of the world's greatest makeup artists with over one million followers on Instagram who tune in to see her signature glow and astounding makeup creations. Nikki is a client list that includes Bella Hadid, Elsa Hosk, Dua Lipa, Shay Mitchell, Joan Smalls and Rosie Huntington-Whiteley to name just a few. Her unbelievable talent, radiant warmth, incredible work ethic and striking beauty make her one of my most inspiring friends. I am truly excited to hear just what moments got her to where she is today. your kind of growth and journey from the sidelines has been so amazing but also so unsurprising because you have such a talent thank you um thank so you. i mean i'm genuinely even though we've been friends for so long yeah. i actually have no idea how this happened so i i'm sometimes i don't either to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so also We've got a very special edition in the room. A guest in the room. <laughs> yes, because Nikki is pregnant Yes, as we're recording. Yes. And she is absolutely radiating. And so I'm so Gosh, excited you. for you. Feeling good. I'm feeling very excited, but also absolutely bloody exhausted to try and manage my schedule and my bump and the sleepless nights and everything else that comes with yeah. pregnancy as you well know Roxy oh my god so. exactly I think everyone who's listening who's been pregnant knows how exhausting it yep. is I mean cat naps are you know I've never napped more in my life and yet you are still working just as hard it's yeah. pretty insane <laughs> when you can't do the cat naps it takes its toll so I yeah I, I mean I was actually talking to my mum earlier and I was saying if I could just sleep like every other hour throughout the day <laughs> then I'd be sorted. Yeah. But as I can't, then, yeah, I'm a little bit tired, but well, otherwise good. Well done, you. So let's kick in to what is your first defining moment that got you here today? Um, I mean, it depends how far you want to go back because I've been lucky enough to know that this was always what I wanted to do, literally from the get-go, from being about 10 years old and flicking through 
fashion magazines, I remember looking at pictures and thinking, this is such an incredible image. I want to be part of the team that creates this image. And that was back in the day when makeup artists weren't a thing like they were now. I mean, we're talking over 20 years ago and I didn't even know what a makeup artist was. And I just remember wanting to be part of that process in some way. And then years later, I came across this article in a magazine, because obviously this is before the internet, and it talked about makeup artists and how these artists were kind of coming into shoots and and really changing how people felt and changing the game. And I remember ripping out the article and putting it on my bedroom wall and thinking, that's it, that's what I want to do. So I feel very blessed and very lucky to have had that um, direction from so early on, I guess. And I was able to leave school and go and study it straight away. And then... I remember once I was doing my course, I went to the London College of Fashion and I did one of these end of year projects where I stuck feathers to a girl's face and gold leaf and all these crazy creative things you do while you're at college. And I met this photographer who was shooting our end of year projects. And he was like, I really like the work you do. I teach a fashion photography course. If you'd like to come along in the evenings and do makeup for the fashion photography course, you know, I'll pay you and it's a few hours work. And I was like, yeah, my God, that sounds like so much fun. So was that your first? So that was my first job? ever job. <laughs> I was like 17, 18, and I used to go to college in the day, and then after college I used to go and do makeup for the models of his fashion photography course. And I was literally in my element. Like it was pure joy for me, just being in the room with these girls. I used to do ridiculous things like glossy black eyes and green lipstick and like, you know, really experiment when you're first starting out in this industry. And I think that cemented my love for it. So I feel like, although maybe that's not the answer you were expecting, because maybe you're expecting me to go this celebrity or that celebrity, I feel like that was such a defining moment in my life where I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do forever. Whatever it takes, this is... This is my calling. You so. just knew. Yeah. How does it feel sort of taking yourself back to like a 17-year-old and your first job and having, you know, having the jobs that you have now? What what does it feel like to think back at that? Um, It is incredible. I feel so blessed and so lucky because there's not many people that truly get to do what they love every single day. And I mean, I don't mean to sound smug about it, but literally, like, I wake up in the morning and my days are great. Like, oh, I, love <laughs> I do what that. I love. And, you know, I get paid to do it, which is incredible. And, but it, that doesn't mean it hasn't been hard work. Yeah. Um, and I was always prepared to put that hard work in. But to be honest, I never really imagined that it would take me to the places I wanted to go. I always yes. just... Did you... Uh, yeah, I mean, no. that is... Because I always do think... What, did you then think one day I'm going to be flying all around the world doing the biggest celebrities in the world and working with the most incredible brands you know if you had told yourself then (laughs) what would what was to come I would have never believed it like I really wouldn't have believed it and actually I've I've always had very supportive people around me and my mum's been incredibly supportive throughout my career but she was always kind of like yeah if you enjoy it you do what you want but she was never like one day you're going to make it she was kind of like this is fun for you so you can just have some fun kind of thing so to me I almost felt like I was just having fun so to actually turn it into a career I never imagined 
that I would be able to do that successfully. So, yeah, thrilled that yeah. I have. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. And I guess that really is, that is the dream, isn't it? Yeah. And and maybe, I guess a lot of people don't even get that first step of finding something they really love. Yeah. So for you having that session, you know, being being invited to do that job with the photographer um, in itself was just a huge opportunity because you got to experience a pure passion Absolutely. and being in your flow in something that yeah. you just love. Well, also, you have to weigh up in life. I think, you know, it's there's just, you have to decide what's worth what. Like, mm. how much is it worth giving? You know, there were friends when I was in my early 20s that had sort of full-time jobs and were earning, like, steady salaries when I certainly wasn't. And uh, there were times where I was like, maybe this is what I should be doing. Maybe I should go and, you know, get a proper job, like, inverted commas, proper mm. job. Um, and there's a, you know, there's a, there's a price to pay because there's a lot of, um, like looking at yourself and criticism that comes with being an artist and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of moments where I looked at other people and I thought maybe I should be at the level that they're at so I guess it's just how much it's worth is it worth those kind of sleepless nights thinking am I doing this right and is this the right thing for me and is it worth the amount of hard work that it takes to actually get to that point um and I think now when people say to me like how did you do it how did you get to where you are that's that is you know what I'll always say it's like there's a price to pay it's a lot of hard work there's a you know years of dedication it's not something that happens overnight for most people some people get lucky and Mm. you know end up being a you know overnight sensation because of social media or um stuff like that but actually for for the majority in this industry, it's a hard slog. Yeah. Um, so you really do have to love it because that's the 100%. only thing that will get you through that's those what carries it. nights. You're totally right. It's the love that carries you, you know, um, and gets you through those times when you're not really earning enough and you wanted to get that job, but it fell through and, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, and in those early years when your friends you know, had, like you say, normal jobs. You know, I think this is really relevant because so many people now are freelancers and they are, you know, and doing things that they love because now it's more accepted to do things you love but not necessarily that are typical careers. Um, How did you cope with that when you were younger and how did you kind of let those niggling doubts not get the better of you? They definitely did at times. At times they did for sure. At times I, you know, I questioned whether I was doing the right thing and I remember... Um, certain people in my life saying, well, maybe you should be doing it this way and that way. But I think there was always an, an underlying instinct I had, mm. just a feeling that I was doing it right and I just needed to keep at it. I love that. <laughs> I really love that because I think, you know, a lot of the things that I talk about are being authentic to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you are authentic to you, think good things happen you know you become magnetic and that's where you can manifest from and yeah. ultimately that's kind of what you did without realizing you were manifesting it by yeah. simply just being yourself and and trusting yourself and totally. you know being aware of your gut feeling and your instinct is all yeah. part of it well like you just said that authenticity really is key and that's another you know word of advice that i might give to to younger makeup artists just starting in this industry it's not just to have enough love to carry you through those hard times but it's also to find you whatever that may be Mm. and however that however long that takes to discover and just be authentic to you rather than try to you know please or try to you know follow too many trends which is to find what you do best yeah absolutely sorry to interrupt that i was just thinking because in it when you started out like you said makeup artists weren't that popular yeah now with instagram 
it's every, a whole different ball you game. know there are <laughs> thousands of makeup artists and it's probably quite easy for people to want to replicate others rather you know it's harder for them to be their authentic selves so how do you feel about that um do you know i th- i for the most part i take it as a compliment if there's ever people in the industry that um, take let's just say te- take very close inspiration from my work mm. and I think you have to do that you can't take these things too personally um, but also I would just say that makeup makeup is it, it's it's an art form but it, everything has been done before like really and truly nothing is truly new everything is done with new eyes and you know new hands but it's it's kind of all been done before so it's always you know an artist's interpretation of something and there have been times throughout my career where maybe I've done something uh, that's new to me because it's the first time I've done it and then somebody else has said oh such and such has done this already and I'm like well I'm sure they have because actually nothing's new yeah I'm not like I'd never claim to be the creator of a look or the creator of a trend I've just happened to I might pick up on something maybe before sooner than other people like I remember years ago I can't remember how long this was, maybe three, four years ago, freckles were just starting to be a trend. And I'd kind of decided I loved freckles and I was covering everyone in freckles at oh the time. Oh my God, you covered me with freckles <laughs> and I loved it! <laughs> and the Daily Mail or, or one of these like tabloid papers wrote an article about how I'd created this freckle trend. Right. And I remember at the time thinking, I haven't created that trend. Like I haven't created the trend of freckles. Like Other makeup artists had, had you know, applied freckles before me. I just happened to put them on lots of people and they've put their faces on Instagram and it was really in the mainstream. So I don't feel like anyone really creates anything. I think to try and be authentic, as authentic as possible is really important and that will make you stand out from the crowd. But also I just don't take it too personally if people are directly inspired by my work um and I think I I mean the way that I look for my inspiration nowadays rather than looking at other artists work is I'll look at other things that aren't related to makeup so I'll look through Pinterest at different art forms or different materials and try and get my inspiration that way rather than actually looking at makeup artists work that I like because it's very easy to then look at somebody and go oh that's a really good great idea Mm. I'm going to do the same yeah and it sits in your subconscious of course it and does. then you copy it without even realizing yeah, totally wow what a humble answer that was to that question well. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's kick on to your second defining moment this defining moment is quite a recent one actually i it's a particular celeb that i'd been wanting to do makeup on for a long time um she's absolutely beautiful I then got booked to do her makeup and was super excited. I remember speaking to my partner at the time and just being like, I'm so excited, but I'm also really nervous and I hope I can deliver something that she's happy with. And uh, I sort of got there on the day and started doing her makeup and sort of halfway through, because it was the first time I'd done her makeup. And I think every... um, every celeb or you know every person is a little apprehensive that first time that they're going to be really happy for the look especially if it's for a big event and halfway through she kind of said to me um I'll I'll curl my own lashes and I kind of knew that that meant I'd quite like to look in a mirror halfway through so I gave her the mirror and rather than curling her lashes she just sort of looked at herself and she just went it's stunning Nikki and I was like oh and and then I kind of took a deep breath and relaxed and just had so much fun doing her makeup and, and created a look that we both loved and it was photographed on the red carpet and it made the tabloids and I came out of that um, 
makeup appointment or session or whatever you want to call it feeling so proud of myself and so thrilled and and my boyfriend was just like I knew you'd smash it you know that was great and I felt like that was a moment where I realized that it doesn't matter how nervous I was I could without meaning to sound immodest in any way if it was about making a woman look beautiful then I had no doubt that I could do it after that kind of thing so I actually have goosebumps (laughs) That is honestly such an amazing moment. And I'm so glad you chose that as one of yours because it's so uplifting. And taking a moment to actually be proud of yourself is so key and it's so underestimated, you know. People think that... um, I don't know. I think people have a slight aversion to being proud of themselves. I completely agree. And actually to sit there and go, do you know what? I am really good. And... I absolutely couldn't put it... You do make a woman feel beautiful about themselves. And I love it because, you know, in my career, what I want to do is make people feel good about themselves. And it's exactly what you do. And, you know, I just... I think that is such an amazing moment. And I'm so happy to hear you um, talk about yourself like that. And I think... Uh, you know, I think more people should say things like that about themselves in their in their career. Well, I just think it's in, important to be able to take credit and to say, I did good. I did good because yeah. we're also hard on ourselves. And I remember once somebody saying to me, and this isn't related to makeup or work, but I remember someone saying, like, you wouldn't talk to your best friend like you talk to yourself. It's more related to kind of self-confidence and physical appearance. And I was like, you know, you're totally right. You'd never say to your best friend, oh, you look awful today. You look knackered, you, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> You'd be like, no, like, you look wonderful. So you should speak to yourself in that same way. Yeah. So I think the same goes for really appreciating your achievements. Yeah. You would appreciate the people you love's achievements. So why not appreciate your own? And for me, I think when I do somebody's makeup, one of the biggest, I don't know, I guess the most, like, satisfying and fulfilling moments for me is when they pull out their phone and take selfies afterwards. Like, for me, that moment is just like, ah, okay. They love their makeup. That was nice. (laughs) So, yeah. That must be such a rewarding feeling. It is. It is. You know, because you can, and as well, you know, people can... I always say, you know, makeup, hair, all of the stuff, it's not vanity, it's self-love. And I completely agree. We all want to feel good about ourselves. And actually, there is no feeling like looking in the mirror and being like, you know what? I look look great. I look great today. And it is so nice. And you get to witness that moment, you know, people do feel great. And, And then, you know, on your Instagram, inspiring other women, um or men to do makeup in a certain way and make themselves feel good at home. And, you yeah. know, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I love it. Yeah. And if we go back to that moment specifically, um, those nerves that you have, is that something you have, um, is that sort of a, a process you've gone through since you started makeup and that nerve of if someone's going to like your makeup? And can we explore that a bit more? That's a really good question, actually, because I remember when I first started out, doing makeup is such a personal and intimate thing because you're really close to somebody's face and you're in their personal space and it's how they look. You know, it's such a personal thing. So at the beginning of my career, I really did suffer from nerves and my hands used to shake and, you know, I used to get really apprehensive before any kind of job. And I have to say, like, it's been a lot of years since I've really felt that. So that one that I just mentioned that I was slightly apprehensive beforehand, I wouldn't call that full-blown nerves. And thankfully, my hands don't shake anymore, which is very handy, especially when doing liner. Um... But no, I guess I don't really have those nerves anymore. I get excited about certain jobs. Um, 
but yeah I when think... do you think they started to like go because surely at the beginning you know yeah there they're is... definitely there in the beginning and they're very strong in the beginning and I started doing makeup um like as in paid clients maybe from about 18 so I would say in my early 20s I'd kind of done enough faces at that point where I was like I actually realise it's nothing to be nervous about because it, it is just makeup at the end of the day. As much as it's so transformative and can make people feel so different about themselves, it can also be washed off. It's yeah. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know that's a great piece of advice just for life in general. Yeah. Don't take things so exactly. seriously. And like, I think that's my general attitude. And I remember, like, um, you know, being around maybe some people that are a little highly strung and then just being like, Nikki, you're very calm. I'm like, yeah, and I feel like that's maybe one of my superpowers, if we want to call it that. It's just that I am calm. Yeah. And I do stay calm, even under stressful situations. So I'm quite thankful for that. So I don't get too nervous nowadays. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, we're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. Me being Georgie Porter. And me, Samira Mighty. We are all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and give advice wherever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for, we're all about what you're really thinking and what you really want to know. You can expect to hear a little bit of this. Darling, this is all fake. Well, what how... kind of idiot? A little bit of this. Why am I obsessed with dating shows? I've done every one of them. <laughs> and of course, a bit of this as well. Who the hell yeah. did this? Get them now. That's the Loose Lips podcast out every Monday and not forgetting the bonus extra lippy on Thursdays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. Bye. So what about your third defining moment that shaped who you are? Hmm, quite a random one, this. But I think a moment that's really defined who I am because I 
I've always grown up very close with my family and I'm from a big family. So I always had people around me for as long as I can remember. Um, I think it was a real defining moment in my life when I moved into my own place and lived on my own for the first time. Um, Like, I remember being super nervous to do so and really just like depending on company so much. And then when I moved into my own place, I, I remember walking around being like, okay, so it's just me and just me and the walls and just me. And I kind of threw myself into work so I didn't have to spend too much time at home. And I can't say I loved it at first, but then after a few months, I just loved that time, like to be to have a busy day and then to get back to a kind of a flat that was perfect just as I left it and have my own space, be able to do whatever I wanted. I felt like that was really defining for me and really changed me and actually made me a little bit more comfortable in my own skin and it, spending time with myself, which I hadn't really been able to do before that. So quite random, but yeah, quite defining. That is brilliant one. I think pretty much all of us have at some point have to go through that moment mm. where we have to be okay on our own. Yeah. Whether it's leaving home or going through a breakup, there's always one moment where you're like, ah, oh, I need to be able to sit in on my own and yeah. be okay. Yeah. Because we mask it when we're young, going out, being with family, being with friends, always, you know, you've, we all know someone that has to make plans every day because they simply can't be on their own. Yeah. And it's so easy to to kind of run away from from it, from yourself, totally. really. Um, so I think that's an amazing, I don't think it's random at all. I think it's, you know, it is true. I mean, I don't know, I... I used to really struggle being on my own. I used to really associate it with like such um, sort of like loneliness or darkness. Mm. And now, you know, I think maybe it's a sign of getting older, but I think, you know, mm. you do reach a point where it's just like, oh, this just, it is bliss. Yeah. And you have mental space yeah. and you don't have those kind of that fear that you have when you're young that being alone means that, um, I don't know, you're, what it can mean you know that you're not cool enough or you're not yeah. um, fun enough or you're not loved enough there and are lots of associations that we put with with that time with being I think. on your own absolutely yeah. so I, I also feel like it's a luxury that comes with having a busy life and maybe achieving the, the, some of the things you want to achieve in life then I think it makes you much more capable of enjoying that time that you have to yourself yeah because it's more rare <laughs> exactly it's more rare and you're like okay no I've really earned this yeah um, so yeah, so if I'd get home early and then I'd have the whole evening and be like, I've really earned this whole evening off, I am going to have a bath and, you know, and, oh, and chill. Yeah. Or I'm going to do whatever, I'm going to watch like crap TV or whatever it is that you decide to do for that evening. I think if you if you work hard in your everyday life, then I feel like you you feel like you've earned that more. So it makes it a little bit easier to have that time. Yeah, it's yeah, totally. I mean, you're gonna be struggling for it even more when you oh got gosh. a little baby. <laughs> I know, I know. I think it's gonna touch, like free time's gonna be a thing of the past. Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember in those first couple of months just thinking that ten minute bath. Yeah. I, I was not a bath person before and suddenly baths were just my haven. Yeah. It was like 15 minutes, 10 minutes, candles, quiet, yeah. relaxation. And you do, you appreciate it so much. Yeah, you totally, do you know, I remember a book when I was a kid that my mum used to read to us and I must have been like five years old upwards called Five Minutes Peace. 
it actually was quite a famous book you've probably never yeah. heard of it it's about a mummy elephant who had three babies who just all she wanted to do was have a bath then her three babies <gasps> were just like coming in and, and and messing up her five minutes of bath peace time <laughs> Um, and actually before I was pregnant my my boyfriend bought it for me found it in a bookstore and bought it for me for um for a birthday or Christmas or something and I was so moved that he'd remembered uh this story that I told him that I kind of always loved as a kid so yeah now I think I'll be reading it to my baby and definitely oh. relating even more to this mummy elephant that's... I mean I, I feel a bit like a mummy elephant <laughs> <Imagine> <laughs> <Shut> anyway <up>. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cute book. It's so cute. You have to get one. It's it just goes to story. show. It is something that must is so universal. Of course it is, isn't it? Yeah, just five minutes piece. I think she just wanted five minutes piece, a cup of tea, and like a cake or something. You know, just like five minutes of heaven. But she didn't manage to get it. But oh, yeah, bless. well, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So figuring out how to be on your own. I think that's a defining moment that a lot of a lot of people can relate to. Well, thank you so much. It was honestly so fascinating to hear your journey and I think there's some really uplifting um, and inspirational advice there that I know people are going to be able to take away but before you go I have our 10 quick fire questions that we ask every guest so we're gonna just go straight in so the first one is your most memorable book most memorable book um gosh do you know I haven't read in so long which is a terrible thing to admit and I'd like to give the excuse of saying I'm too busy but that is a genuine thing like I think you have that as a legit excuse actually (laughs) I mean I'd love to be able to just lie in the sun and read a book but it just doesn't happen nowadays um I mean I used to read tons and one book I think that stands out is a book called The Book Thief um which probably a lot of people listening to this may have read because it's such a famous and such a beautiful and poignant story. But I just remember there was one aspect of it. The the narrator of the story is actually death. And the way that death in the story describes things is is as if they were colours. And it's such a unique way of describing things because often when we describe things, we sort of say, oh, it it, it smelt like this, it, it looked like this. But he sort of describes everything in this story as um you know in the way that i don't know it's a very unique way of describing things but i just remember reading the story loving the way it was written it was quite unique and also loving the story behind it it was um one of those books that certainly makes you shed a tear so Mm. if you're into those kind of stories and you haven't read it that is a must read i think oh i will read that actually sounds good it is um okay your favorite quote I love a quote. So I obviously have to include My this question. Quote. Um, do you know what? It's not a quote, but this guy sent me this poster. I guess it is a quote, really. Do what you love and you'll work super fucking hard all the time with no separation or any boundaries and also take everything extremely personally. <laughs> couldn't be more true <laughs> I love that and I framed it and put it on my wall because it couldn't be the most you know it's the most accurate thing to describe how I feel about my career and my life <laughs> <laughs> I love that so that's my favorite okay your most influential mentor um I'm gonna be really che- cheesy and say my mum um Aww. which is really cheesy I know but my mum has definitely been a huge impact in my life she is not creative at all, so she hasn't mentored me in a work sense, but she's always taught me that sugar gets you further than vinegar, and she's just she's just nice to her people. 
and she talks to people and she gets the best out of people. And definitely growing up as a teenager, I didn't have that, I don't know, same skill, I guess, that my mum has to just charm everybody she meets. Um, But as I've got older, I've realised how important it is to just, like, be lovely and how much, actually, that does for you and the people around you in life. Um, So, yeah, she's definitely been a big mentor in my life. Uh, Artistically, growing up, I would always look at, um, I guess, the greats, the Val Garland, the Pat McGrath, the Charlotte Tilbury's, I guess, mostly inspired by the work of Alex Box because of her creativity. So for me, even as like a very new and young makeup artist, I always felt like my strengths were enhancing a woman's beauty, um, whereas that creativity is something that I'm in complete awe of. Like how she comes up with these completely unique ideas that truly are unique. Um, so she was a huge inspiration artistically to me. Oh, I love that. And that's so sweet about your mum. She's also the most bloody chic mother I know, ever. I know. Goals. Oh, she actually is goals. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, this is so uplifting. I really love it. Um, your go-to feel-good film. My go-to feel-good film. God, I never remember any movies. I'm such <laughs> one of I'm, those. Yeah. I'm such not... A, I'm, I'm really bad with this. Sometimes my boyfriend would be like, right, let's watch Netflix and then... You know, he'll be like, have you seen this one? I'll be like, I think so. <laughs> no recollection, but I think so. It rings, it sort of rings, rings a bell. A bell. Yeah. Um, feel good movie. I mean, I, I generally love things that are quite uplifting. I never watch horror movies or anything too dark. I just want to watch, like, lovely romantic things. Agreed. I can't think happy. of a specific movie, but i tell you what I have watched recently, which I've really enjoyed. It's a series I watched on Amazon Prime called Modern Love. And I believe that they're true stories that are taken from, like, um, people that have written in about their love lives to the New York Times. And they took those real-life stories and they made a little series out of it. And it's just a collection of a few series of, like, real love stories, but sort of enacted. And I really enjoyed that. Cute! It was very romantic and it was very cute. Oh, okay, that's my night sorted. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, a moment where you felt most proud. So I recently launched a collection of lashes, uh, which has stocked... um, online and in Harrods and when my mum heard that they were stocked in Harrods she decided that she had to go into Harrods to tell everybody that these were my lashes (laughs) (laughs) which was I found highly embarrassing Um, but then we kind of walked through the beauty department and I guess you know it's it's generally people that work in beauty that can have an interest in makeup that maybe followed me on Instagram so a couple of people kind of stopped and said like oh Nikki makeup lovely to meet you and my mum was so thrilled (laughs) and uh, had a good chat with everybody that stopped so I think that was definitely a moment where I felt quite quite proud and it was lovely that's so cute um can you send me some lashes please thanks of course um you need to you need to try them I mean, I, I actually need them. Like, no jokes. That was like a joke, but also really deadly serious. I'm asking you my address. But the thing is, Rock, you know how lash obsessed I am. So I was like, well, I have to create like everything I've been looking for in a lash. So yeah, I'm quite proud of those. Yeah, actually. you are like yeah. the queen of like fluttery lashes and that are supernatural as well. Thank you. None of that like short strip bond nah. thing. Ah. This is legit. Okay, a song that cheers you up. I don't know if I have one specific song, but Beyonce really because Beyonce is just Beyonce (laughs) I mean there's not much more to say she's just Beyonce enough said yeah I mean when I when I first met my boyfriend I remember him being like oh Beyonce's overrated I don't get it and I was like okay 
<laughs> fine you're entitled to your opinion and obviously now that he's we've been together a few years and he's been forced to watch and listen to and appreciate Beyonce he's now like I totally get it yeah. I'm just imagining you two at home Beyonce blaring Sunday yeah. morning pumped ready to go I swear to you that is literally like the picture of our Sunday mornings like I'll be at home cooking like breakfast on a Sunday morning and Beyonce will be on you know YouTube and dancing videos and he'll generally be dancing around the kitchen absolute dream <laughs> absolute dream um, top tip for dealing with stress um, it's a real personal thing dealing with stress uh, I think as many I don't know tips as, as there are out there it, it depends on the level of stress and what you're going through and I think I think a really important thing when you're going through any kind of stressful time in your life to realise is that firstly it's transient and that everything, you know, everything passes and everything you feel. My favourite words. Yeah, I mean, it's so true, isn't it? Because, the you know, you can feel one way one day and, and completely have a changed mood and a changed outlook the next. So I think it's really important to remember that. But I think it's also important to give your feelings some space and you know some ground and and to realize that if you're feeling that way then you're entitled to feel that way um and somebody taught me that very early on which was is a really valuable lesson that even if your problems don't compare to maybe another person's because they seem you know um they seem like small um insignificant or 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 whatever it is, or even if they seem much greater, I think it's all relative to the person you are and what you're going through. So it's really important to just give that time and space. So I guess that's, I don't know, an acceptance as a a way of dealing with a certain type of stress. And then for me, the way I deal with stress is I just, like, give myself some self-love. I'm quite good at that. So whatever it is, whether it's like, go home and eat a dessert and light some candles... Mm. Like, I think that is just a way of, like, unwinding. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Acceptance and self-love. I think. And dessert. And dessert. Yeah. But only that's what's your favourite dessert. <laughs> not a question. What, what's my favourite dessert? Anything fruity. I'm not a chocolate dessert person. I just want, like, I don't know, like, mango and coconut and mm. passion fruit and, like, fruit tarts and, like... Apple crumble. Oh, anything fruity. Crumble. <laughs> okay, first three things you do when you wake up, which uh, this morning I believe was three a.m. to start work. Gosh, yes, this morning was a very early one. But on a normal morning, I mean, it's not a very exciting. List: have a shower, have a coffee, brush my teeth. It's <laughs> mm, good. Yeah, it's a good list. Yeah, the I basics. Mean, I, I'd like to say I do something really like spiritual and mindful, like lay there and I don't know. Like, <laughs> count dancing sheep for a while but um no i usually have to drag myself out of bed and in a state of exhaustion strong coffee um, yeah have a strong coffee and uh shower and brush my teeth and then i'm slightly more of a human mm. um okay your guilty pleasure at the moment it's cheese mm. what kind any kind <laughs> it's been my strongest pregnancy craving cheese and I've normally got a really sweet tooth and definitely before I was pregnant I used to have a very healthy diet but then sort of treat myself with lots of sweet stuff which I just couldn't resist and then as soon as I fell pregnant my desire for and craving for sweet stuff kind of waned a bit and now I just want cheese oh so much cheese and another thing I found are these ice lollies this is so random yeah these Solero ice lollies you got Solero ice lollies old school they're new ones Oh, no, I think of Calippo. 
Oh. I do love a Calippo, oh, though. Who doesn't love a Calippo? <laughs> so these Solero ice lollies, I remember I got them and I ate them and I was like, they're so delicious and they're so Moorish, they must be so bad for me. And then I looked at them and they're vegan and 57 calories <gasps> each. So how is that what? for a guilty, guilty pleasure? You have to try 57 these 57 calories? 57 calories. And they're like an ice lolly on the outside and then they've got this like mushy stuff on the inside, which is just delicious. Shut delish. the front door. I love <laughs> a low calorie dessert. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so right now it's cheese and Solero ice lollies. Right. Well, this is Sainsbury's next door. You yeah. know where I'm going. Yeah. Um, okay. So one thing you'd like to achieve in the next year? Um, become a mum. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. I mean. I love that. I mean, what more could you could you achieve? I have to say, throughout my life, I haven't really set myself clear goals because I think that comparison is just the root of disappointment. Mm. And even if you're comparing to yourself and your own goals, it can be a very dangerous place. So to start a year and kind of say, I want to achieve this and I want to achieve that, I think it works for some people. But for me, I've chosen to be a little bit more free in how I kind of set my goals and live my life so for me those goals will be like less time dependent they'll be more like you know at some point I would like this to happen at some point mm. like I manifest a lot I might look at somebody and go I'd really like to do her makeup yeah and it's crazy how it happens as well yeah, absolutely yeah. crazy yeah, it truly does happen um so oh god I've forgotten the question pregnancy brain uh, one thing you'd like to achieve. I want to achieve. Um, I also love that, by the way, because I mean, I I vision board a lot, and yeah. I and it's not always nice to hear other interpretations because I'm quite into like specific goals and like yeah. you know, and that's my technique that works totally. for me. But it's always so nice to hear another technique, a different side. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing with manifesting. There's there is lots of different ways to do it, and it's what yeah. works for you. Yeah, for me, I think I do it in a very relaxed way. So I just kind of say, right, well. I'd really like to do this person's makeup. I'd like to do, you know, I'd like to go here and do this or I'd like to just become a good mum. So I and think it'll happen when it happens. Yeah. I think a goal obviously, you know, everybody's ultimate goal is to be happy, really. But for me work brings me so much joy and happiness that I would love to be able to really get a, a like a work-life balance mm. a little bit better this year because certainly the last year I didn't have much of a life and I had a lot of work <laughs> and work is my life yeah. so I'm de- certainly not complaining but I know for this year with a baby on the way I think it's going to be really important to um, you know actually have a little bit more of a balance between my home life and time with my baby hopefully and also to maintain the work that I love so much I love that and I definitely think that that is a really important one and it and it's one that a lot of people are constantly trying to get right but it's I a think hard one it it's is so hard. hard especially for someone like you and I you know feel the same that is like addicted to their work loves what they do I'm so addicted. much yeah. completely addicted yeah. I've had like a week off um I had a week off over the Christmas period which is the longest time I've had off in, you know, God knows how long. And even though I loved it, especially being pregnant and being able to like eat lots of cheese and, <laughs> and relax, I also felt a bit like, what am I going to do? I'm not working. Yeah. Like, where's my purpose? I want to make people pretty. So even just in a week, yeah. um, which is not really that long. So yeah, I certainly... 
it makes you see how much you do rely on it. Yeah. Um, like with any addiction, to yeah. give you, to fill in that void. Totally. Even though it's a healthy one. Well, it's just it's, a, to, um, to feel like you've achieved something every day is yeah. a really addictive feeling. Absolutely. So for me to go to work and to kind of, you know, make people happy, make people pleased and, you know, um, and keep up what I've what I've, I've built yeah. is just really addictive. I can relate. Yeah. Um, okay, the first person you call to share good news. Mummy. Oh, good on mum. Hi mum. Yeah. Depends what good news it is. To be honest, my mum, as amazingly wonderful as she is, has no idea of this industry. So if I ever call her to tell her work good news, then as much as she's happy to hear me happy, I don't think she really grasps the gravity of what I'm telling her. I'd be like, mum, I'm doing such and such for the cover of such and such. And she'd be like, oh, that's great, darling. Never heard of them, but great. Um, so I'll tell my mum good news because obviously she is your mum. Your mum's yeah. always going to care the most. But actually, I also tell my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, because he's so incredibly supportive. He gets the industry. He's like, sometimes I'll be up at night and I'll be like, right, I need to think of a look for such and such tomorrow for the red carpet. And he will genuinely sit and go through looks with me yeah. and like come up with things. So he really does get the industry that I work in. So I definitely would be quite quick to share good news with him. I love that. I love that. It's like, you know, you're with your best friend as well, you know, and being able to enjoy the success together and get excited together. It's, it's, well, he's got no choice. Yeah. I'm so obsessed. <laughs> yeah, it's just, this is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> um, well, Nikki, honestly, I cannot thank you enough. I have enjoyed this conversation so much. Me too. Um, you are such an inspiration. You are incredibly, incredibly hardworking, but you do remain calm. People are right. You have such a warm aura um, and just I wish you all the success in 2020 and I know you're going to be just a wonderful mother thank you so much Roxy I hope so well thank you for having me thank you Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.